0: Welcome to the Mike on Much Podcast. I am your host, Mike Veerman, and I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. Max, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, we're also here with our pop culture, pop culture aficionado,
1: Shane Christian Cunningham. Shane, how are you doing? I'm good, man. You look tired. How many hours did you get? All I do is work. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, I don't think we've ever recorded a... Uh, a podcast this early in the morning. Oh uh, yeah. So this is very early for us, but hopefully we can keep the energy going. This actually, this just proves to me we could never be morning. Show I was going to
2: say, could we? Could we do a
1: morning show? We I have feel to go to gra- bed so I early. feel so great if we had a morning show that it would like just. I I'd, I'd go to bed at like six every night.
0: Oh geez, no. Like I was with my brother drinking and watching the Cavs game last night play the Raptors. So yeah, I just like I can't give that up. Actually, I just
1: think it'd be so fun if we. It would show. be fun, and it's like one of my dreams. Like it's one of my actual. Besides playing in the NBA, it's like a realistic dream. I. So morning yeah, show? No, what no,
2: about no. a midday show? Any show Any would show. be amazing. Okay. Yeah,
1: But if we only had the opportunity to do a morning show, I would love it. Do you think that we would have to change our, our style? Like, <laughs> this is Mike, Shane, and
0: Max in the morning. Thanks for tuning in. I hope your drive is going great. We're going to put uh, some music see, on right now. Fucking, well, I don't know. Yeah. You, have, you already
2: have that. a good radio voice, so <laughs> I don't know. No, I might is, have to change a little. But there is like an intensity to the conversation. Oh, of those man. Shows that I wouldn't be able to do so well. Shaney,
0: could you give us a little of your radio voice?
1: All right it is 9 a.m and it's a sunny day and you know what it's a great day and it's also gonna be a funny day because we're gonna have the one and only tj miller on the show he had a little whoopsie daisy the other day but he says he didn't do it so we're gonna believe him kidding we stand strong with the women hashtag me too everybody
2: (laughs) that was funny
0: that was a great voice okay max give, give us a little bit of yours
2: What are you doing this weekend, folks? Come on down to Bad Boy Furniture. We're going to be live on the lot. We got incredible deals. It's going to be 40% off all couches. We can't wait to hang out with you. Sponsored by Mill Street Brewery. Come on down.
0: Oh man, good.
2: so if, you're list- if, any- if there's
0: like a uh, radio station producer listening to this episode of the pod, we're available, uh, <laughs> but maybe we can get the start time closer to 11. Yeah. Uh, so today on the show, guys, we have uh, Brian Fallon from Gaslight Anthem, who is, I mean we'll get to his interview in a bit and we'll set it up, but he's kind of, he's kind of your buddy, Max. Yeah, there's
2: a, a few points of connection there that are kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, we'll get so to him a in a little then. bit. Uh, other than that though, what's been going on? Actually, all three of us are going to the Junos tomorrow, we're flying out.
1: Yeah, yeah
2: uh,
0: you're nominated and performing, yep. and Shane, you're nominated. Yeah, and I'm just tagging along to do some pod
1: shit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of a blessing and a curse, though, um, because it's an honor to be nominated, but it's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they don't really roll out the red carpet for the nominees. Like six hundred dollars for uh, one of those tickets for the Juno, just to come to the thing. I know. For, well, for, for me, they cover it, but if you no plus one, no, yeah, I know. And yeah, and uh, I had a birthday weekend planned for my wife, and then we had to cancel that. And, and all the this. money's just going to And the this was more than double the cost of the birthday Man. weekend. Better win that award. I wonder I how know. much the Oscars cost. Yeah. You probably get. I bet you
0: get
2: a plus one at the Oscars. Yeah, pro- uh, but he, maybe, maybe not. I wouldn't be surprised if, if everything costs something, and then the studio has to pay for it or something like
0: that. Actually, mm-hmm. true story, uh, Justin Stockman, who is the big boss and makes this pod happen, uh, his good friend from college got nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Short. It was a film called Madame Tootly Pootly, I think. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Anyway, so I think Justin went to the Oscars one year. Wow. Did he have to pay for a ticket? Uh, that would be a great question. We should yeah. have him on the I pod. heard
1: you have to pay. T- if you win an Oscar, you have to pay to get it. Seriously? Yeah. 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 wow
2: those True. things yeah, those things cost money there you have it well
1: you uh very kindly you or your team or somebody did bought us the MMVA. yeah those because those were expensive yeah but thank
2: you very much yeah you deserve it <laughs> it's gonna be good yeah. max
0: can i be your plus one to the genos?
2: uh yeah I, lauren's not coming so uh hey. y- there you go maybe i hope i can fit into her dress yeah I, i'll have to kiss you if we win <laughs> you know we stand up and you hug your partner yeah uh, we make out and stuff uh, that'd so be amazing how, how many uh you're nominated for three three and then our producer eric Ratz on knocking at the door he's nominated so we're kind of a part of that nomination so depending on who you ask we're nominated for three or four uh
1: what do you think's your best shot
2: i don't know it's a good question so i don't think we're gonna win fans choice fan choice award because that's like up against like sean mendez and like a lot Mm -hmm. of like acts that have younger audiences that are on social media and it's all based on like RTs. i think so i don't Mm -hmm. think we're gonna win that one and i think that's the only award on the night of the show that we're nominated for, single of the year, maybe I don't know. People seem to like our single, and uh, what's the other one? Video. Oh, video. But it's, so I think
1: it's between like, and realistically, it's just between Jesse Reyes and you.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't know. But so, so Shane, for the award that you and Myers are nominated for, yeah, you think Jesse Reyes is your your competition?
1: Yeah, because luckily there's all these rules on uh, Canadian CanCon. Yeah, so. Huge acts like The Weekend or Bieber and all that—they get shoot in America, and it doesn't really apply to Video of the Year. Uh. So there's a lot of—I don't want to say lesser acts, but less certainly less popular acts who are in the category, with the exception of Jessie Reyes, mm. who and her video has two million views, mm. which I think Knockin just has over one million. Yeah. But for thinking politically, I think you have a better relationship with the Juno. So they might be like, you know what? Let's yeah. give it to Max. No, boys. but Jesse is sort of the darling of, of twenty. I know, but this yeah. isn't going to be televised. So maybe they just want to pull a favor for their boys. <laughs> I, I like
2: it's all just based on favors.
1: Uh, I don't know. Hey, That's, it, I'm a conspiracy have you theory. watched her video? I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it good? Is it's, it like artistic? I, I like it voice. is. It, it's fine. It gets a little repetitive. Like mm. it's one of those things that it, it does its tricks and then it cycles through its tricks, which every video does. Little bit more went into knocking, I think, than that one. Not to say more work means better video, but
2: in this case I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question. If we win, do do we go up with you or is it just you and Mark? That's a good question. Uh, I think awards they don't
1: really care about the no namers. Uh-huh. So it's like our cal's, and then we kind of go up with you. And maybe this year you throw me a bone instead of Mark because oh, the sure. MVAs, I didn't really get to say anything.
2: <laughs> but I, yeah, it's a good question though. What do you think, Mike? Do, does the band go up and say a thing, or is it all about the uh, the directors? Because because technically it says like the nomination is like Shane and Mark. Of course. Huh. Well, so this and the awards presented at the gala the night before, so it's not televised. Yeah. Uh, stream though, you can stream it online. Okay, so
0: there you go. So listeners, if you want watch the stream, if somehow on probably June. Webmaster steps,
1: yeah. Dan said, if we win, we're going to have to give a speech, but. No one wants to see no names, so they're just going to have you guys come up and maybe, like, begrudgingly pull us up. Well, I think the band gets to decide,
2: right? Yeah. Well, I think you guys should definitely come up. and Maybe the protocol is, like, I say a a, a short little thing, like, all credit to these guys, and then you take over. Do you got something in mind?
1: Yeah, I'll do my – MMVA speech that I had prepared that you never really threw me the bump, but I had I had it in my back <laughs> pocket just in case you cool. were kind enough to. How throw long me was
2: off. your uh, your paper? Was it like uh, how many names were listed? No, no names. It was just going to be.
1: Oh, in high school, people used to say I was never going to win an MMVA. I don't think they'll be saying that anymore. Yeah, like anybody ever said that in high yeah, school it was exactly. the joke. Uh, right. <laughs> will you
0: thank the Michael Much podcast in your speech? <laughs> oh,
1: good, good question. Anything for publicity? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that could bump numbers. So yeah.
0: people that are listening, you'll be listening to this mostly on a Friday. So watch the stream, or Saturday, watch the stream, and you'll. If Shane and Max win, and Mark win, you'll hear him thank the Michael Much podcast.
1: And the reason I would do that is because I am thirsty.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. If you listen to the dessert uh, first, and then this second, yeah, you'll know what I'm talking. That's
0: about. That's a tease. Uh, we re- we had to record the dessert earlier today, uh, as you read in the description. Uh, the nut appears in the back end, but we've already recorded that.
1: And so. as you and Greg would say, this was a. Would you call it an unmitigated disaster? <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man as actually as we're here in the dessert to uh uh greg my brother greg uh who is actually in the studio right now greg what's up yeah 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 he uh he works uh with the nut in the same building here so he's just hanging around yeah. but uh anyway shit got real shit got real so speak of things
2: getting real uh lauren is really into the show this is us oh, oh man wow. have you guys watched this show never Get the tissues out. You know it
0: though. We uh, yeah 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 we pitch on. on I it.
1: should know it better because we do talk about it quite a bit at
2: our job. Yeah. If you
0: don't watch it, watch it on CTV on what Mondays? I don't know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, we stream it. <laughs> Doges. You stream you know, it on CTV. I stream it on CTV.ca. Great yeah. platform. So a lot of network shows aren't respected in the same way that cable shows are respected. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Or premium. It's it's not considered
0: prestige TV. Yeah,
2: so prestige TV is HBO, Showtime, whatever, whatever. But network shows actually have much bigger audiences, right? Because they reach Yeah, everybody who has basic cable in Middle Mm -hmm. America, as they say. You're talking
0: about the idea of like uh, you know, pop like what's popular. Isn't necessarily quality because yeah. if the masses love it, then it's got to appeal to such a broad base. Whereas, yeah. like you know, indie things or like stuff you find the on Wire.
2: Like, it's like no one's telling that story exactly. That kind of yeah. Like yeah. my
1: so, mom's not going to watch the Wire, but she'll watch This Is Us. Exactly. And so will someone
2: cool like Lauren. Well, this is I think this is what I'm getting to is that a lot of these network shows, you know, people don't respect. Uh, but Lauren started to watch This Is Us and really loves it. And and Lauren would uh, like fancy herself like a uh, pretentious. Like media viewer, she kind of just like likes likes what she likes, but she made me watch one episode, and uh, it's the episode they've been alluding. I'm not going to ruin anything, but they've been alluding to their uh, dad dying, Mm -hmm. and and the show goes back and forth between like the mid 90s to present day, like it kind of jumps around uh, time wise. And they've been alluding to the dad has passed away. Yeah, isn't like
0: half the show Mandy Moore in like old lady makeup?
2: Yeah, exactly. But then the other half the show is like her at at her current age, but back in 1996 or whatever it is. And so I watched the episode where they reveal how the dad died. Mm. And I literally cried, like Mm -hmm. uncontrollably, like worse than (laughs) Selma when I saw saw Selma with Mike and I was crying a lot there too. you
1: have the weirdest cry. I have
2: a a weird cry. And uh, and so then the episode ended – and i just kept crying like like i just i, I guess i hadn't cried in a while ah, you know when you haven't cried in it's a cathartic, while cathartic man and then you're just like there's a lot of things inside of you and i i know it's like that expression It's like things are bottled up inside but i think things must have been bottled up inside how often are you
1: crying these days like yeah. uh, on in a yearly average would you say you cry four times five uh,
2: probably more it, it, it kind of depends on how uh what television i'm watching because like you know that's pro i don't cry too much not in real life it's more like
1: watching fake life that makes you think about real life exactly
2: exactly um and so yeah it was just kind of a really powerful thing and anyways i just wanted to give a shout out to the show because i think the reason why the people (laughs) like i think the reason why people like the show we like to shine a light on things that (laughs) are going through their show (laughs) yeah No. Yeah, the end of the episode, and a shout-out to This Is Us. Um, why people like that show is that, you know, it reflects some of the things that are happening in your own life or just, like, or it reminds you of people that you care about and that certainly did for me. Uh, but I want to ask you guys, what what are the things that make you cry the most? Like, uh, yeah, what, what are the things that... Re- because... Like I can't even watch documentaries because I know I'll just start crying. Like there's a lot of things I purposely avoid because I'm like I just cannot deal with that emotional weight right now. So I just I just I try to just watch sports instead.
0: I uh, kind of for, like I don't really cry at real life, but I, I will cry at movies. Sort of just I've noticed that's how I kind of like I will absolutely tear up at movies, but in real life when real shit starts happening, I don't tend to to cry. Like I don't know I just kind of deal with it. But this morning I got a little emotional. Well, on the walk here, I was listening to. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to Jeff Buckley. Oh, did you guys ever really listen up? to him? Uh, yeah, and so the thing about Jeff Buckley is like I used to I used to see a girl back when I was really young, and when I met her, she's like, "Oh, I love Jeff Buckley." Cover
2: your ears, Danica.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> and she was like, "I love Jeff Buckley." Uh, do you like Jeff Buckley? And I was like, absolutely. But I'd never even, not only had not listened to a Jeff Buckley song, but I'd never even heard of Jeff Buckley. Uh, so I lied and said I did. And then I bought the, the CD Grace because I was like, well, now I got to learn about Jeff Buckley. And I put it on. And I was immediately like, oh, man, this. Oh man, now I got to like, act like I like this for the, however long I date this girl. Yeah. <laughs> but this funny thing happened where because I had it and I listened to it so much, I ended up really, really liking sure. that CD. But that's how long ago it was. <laughs> So anyway, this morning, uh, I, I saw like Linda McCartney. I follow her on uh, Insta, like the Linda, whoever runs it. It's her all her old photos from like yeah. the 60s. And she has a photo of Tim Buckley. And so I was like, oh, Tim Buckley, who's Jeff Buckley's dad. He died at 28 from a drug overdose. And then obviously Jeff Buckley went on, became successful, and then went for a swim. And he like, he died. Uh, I think he was 30 or something like that. And anyway, listening to Jeff Buckley this morning when I was hungover from having drinks with my brother, watching the raps last mm. night, uh, sing Hallelujah, just sort of like the, the, the beauty of his voice and the sadness of his sort of accidental death. I was just getting very emotional and got a little misty in the eyes.
2: Um, wow, that's a good little morning cry.
0: Yeah. You like Jeff Buckley?
2: Uh, I know the song. <laughs> uh, what, what about you? Uh, I
1: cry at a lot of things. But number one thing I would cry at is someone crying. If uh-huh. I see someone crying, it makes it like you just talking about you crying. You were kind of tearing up a little bit, and it started making me tear up. Uh-huh. Seeing someone cry is one of the weirdest things for me. Like the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and it's going to make me sad thinking about it, where he's like, why does my dad, why does my dad want me? It's like the oh, saddest yeah. thing. And oh, he like cries, that scene it kills He cries everybody. so real in it. Yeah, uh, yeah and like when uh, – yeah, fuck. Oh, I was going to say, you showed me a video on your phone the other day. I and did, that yeah. that made me cry. It was like a video that was kind of like emotional, and uh, yeah. I was crying. So actually, you know what? I take almost it back. everything.
2: The, the, I, there's two things that actually happened to me sort of recently that where I where I've been crying more, like not just on a television show. Is uh, Lauren? Uh, you know, she's working in a hospital because she's training to be a nurse, and she'll tell me the stories of just what people go through and their general life, life circumstance. She, obviously she, she abides by the nurse code and doesn't say any names or anything, but, and then you just put yourself in the shoes of that person. And so you cry for them, but then you also cry for your good fortune, like where you just like, life is like so beautiful. and so precious that like you're, you're, it's like tears of joy, you know, like where you're just like, I'm so, I, it's a moment of gratitude. And actually, as I've been reading these mindful books, mindfulness books, um, I, I'll cry reading those. Cause, cause, you think about, oh yeah, it's like these, like life is beautiful, and you, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I, don't know. I, I crying is good.
0: Well, the lesson there is have a good cry every once in a while because yeah. it's cathartic, and uh, I think you could be damaging if you hold it all in too much. Yeah. Guys, we got to get to Brian Fallon. Let's do it from Gaslight Anthem. You were laughing, Shane. What were you gonna say?
1: Oh, it was just funny <laughs> <laughs> talking about crying, having that pause, and then talking about <laughs> I Gaslight was trying Anthem. To <laughs> <laughs>
0: A transition
1: <laughs> because because we're recording in this boardroom, we have to leave it in two minutes. My brother
0: over there gives us the rapid upside and I'm like, wow Max is really going deep on the crying. How am I gonna segue
1: to fucking Brian Fallad? <laughs> well, it's I- the
2: fifty nine <laughs> <laughs> going through well, I
1: also don't really know Gaslight Anthem's right. work, so I was just thinking of the funniest <laughs> band possible for the, their style of music to be, and their fans listening to, like, these, like, yeah. emotional losers yeah. no, talking.
2: No, no, yeah, well, they're, they're an emotional band. You know? Oh, they are? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very heartfelt and earnest. Yeah. And that's why I cried. Yeah. All right, guys.
0: Well, this morning, we got Brian Fallon and the Gaslight Anthem coming on. I hope you're ready to hear about some rock, rock, rock. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, like we said, uh, this interview, you guys are very uh, chummy. Well, there's... I
2: was kind of a fly on the wall. This was is this the least interview interview ever. Well, this was kind of interesting. So Brian and uh, the Fallon, who's the singer of Gaslight Anthem, and the Arkells have sort of been in each other's orbit for a long time. Uh, and for about 18 months, we had the same manager, uh, this guy in New York. And um, and then we stopped working with that manager. And then I didn't know if Brian was still working with this guy Tom, who used to manage us. So I was wondering, I'm like, I wonder if they're still managed. And so then Brian walks through the door, and it's not Tom; it's another New York City manager that I know. <laughs> so it was just so bizarre to see. Okay, he's clearly uh, left Tom. But he's with this other guy that I know. So the whole thing was very disorienting for the. the, It was like, oh, Rich, what the hell are you doing here, Rich? Yeah. So it was was kind of like exciting just for that because of the sort of like the history of our relationship. Well, it was very
0: friendly. You guys talk a lot about Canadian rock. You guys want to get to Brian
2: Fallon? Let's get to it. (laughs) And I think the last time I saw you, Larry. Tour manager Larry was working. Are you still there? Yeah. Fucking right. Tour manager Larry. Larry. It was in Europe, right? Yeah, it was in Germany. Yeah. Because you're doing, is just an acoustic thing solo tonight at Dakota? Yeah. Oh, nice. What time is that? So you might as well just talk Uh, into it. Hey. 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 Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Big time. Okay. So it's not too late. Maybe I'll be able to come by. It's not too late. Yeah. I think it's okay. I would love to come, actually. Cool. Actually, that's how um, the guy who owns the place, the guy Sean, got a hold of our first EP in 2008. Yeah. Gave it to Joel Carrier, who fucking, and who ended up working with us first. Right who, he's the Dine Records guy?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah, yeah. I do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because Joel would hang out there all the time. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah. And that's how, yeah, so anyway, it's a cool. There was spot. A, yeah, it's a lot for, of, like a little acoustic thing.
3: There's a lot of cool records I got, I think, from that camp, that, like, that Dine Alone thing, which led me to other things that, um, like other records that I was, there was a while that I was just listening to Canadian bands.
2: I was gonna say one of the questions we had was because you love Matt too, and we I love with Matt. Matt. We just toured with Matt. Like Yeah, uh, you're bringing Matt out one. on the road, right? Yeah. How did that happen? Well, be, I've known Matt since,
3: dude. I heard Matt on MTV in like 2005, wow. or something like that, and like his first record, and I, I just thought I was like, this guy sounds like Tom Petty. Yeah. I was like, this is great. And then uh, I bought his records and then and then followed him along through the whole thing. And then I kind of started just checking out all these other Canadian bands pr- randomly. I don't know why. And and they just kind of one led to the other to the other. Like Matt led me to um, the Wolf Braid guys. Yeah. And course. then that led me to like Sunset Rubdown and all the other bands that they were in. And uh, <laughs> And then I kind of crossed over into the constantines oh,
2: yeah. and
3: that led me to feist and like oh uh, and then you guys yeah and then uh, all this other stuff it was so weird and <laughs> and i was like it's, kind
2: of deep dive, right? it's this whole it ecosystem crazy. up here yeah. yeah
3: there's a lot of really good canadian bands
2: we always feel so lucky because I, I was nah, i would have been 17 in 2004 and that was like the height of broken social scene feist yeah like the stars were coming up winter sleep matt mays like all these bands would have played in hamilton where i was going to college yeah for in like 200 cap clubs wow but it's like that and that's where where we learned everything it was like seeing so cool. those bands so yeah we that's were, how we i were got caught lucky. it yeah it yeah. was
3: definitely during like the i remember writing sink or swim and listening to massive amounts of like wolf parade and yeah. constantines and all that stuff and like just the whole
2: time it was really cool it's crazy that's awesome well i know canadian bands always love it when you give a shout out to do they them. really oh, oh yeah oh, I like them here. I
3: mean I really like them yeah. you know <laughs> they're, they're good I, I, I love all those all those things the Wolf Braid guys have a million
2: sound like side projects oh the Operators and Divine Fits yeah they they with they're Spoon. good uh, I
3: really just, like them Yeah. and then there's this not the Psychedelic Furs the Handsome, Handsome Furs, furs. Handsome, yeah. the Handsome Furs is a great band yeah that I love <laughs> I just can't decide which guy do I like voice better you know I like them both yeah I don't know. They're That's cool. Get you know, deep into the Canadiana. Is. Yeah, I love All it. Of our listeners. <laughs> Are they cool? Are they like cool people? I don't
2: know Dan that well. I, apparently he's a really nice guy. Yeah, but he's one of because he was a Montrealer. So it's okay. just, it's the ones that live in Montreal we don't know quite as well. But if you're in Toronto, you you kind of run into everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's cool.
3: I like Matt's crew too. Yeah, <laughs> great. Matt's in Toronto now. I'm sure. I know. Have you seen him since? Uh, I have okay. No, he's yeah. like he's it's too hard to get to text you back. Oh yeah, so I, I
2: actually deleted Matt's number. so sorry, Matt, I deleted your number. <laughs> Matt <laughs> because, loses his cell phone like once a week, basically.
3: yeah, and I have kids, so I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> I just gotta
2: be like, I'll see
3: you when I see you. Yeah, but I know
2: it'll I'll see him again. Well, you're gonna see him on these dates coming. See, up.
3: Sometimes that's how you have to do it. yeah judge, <laughs> to book do, a show. you gotta book the hang. Adult play dates man. yeah so we I let uh you know when when we did that, the way that that happened is we we have a kind of like a <laughs> we always have to pick two separate like camps of bands. So I like the more like rock bands and then like some of the guys like the like new younger like punk rock bands. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I don't care who you put on the shows as long as I can have somebody I can stand. (laughs) So I was like, I need something to listen to that I can deal with. And like. Turns out I like. I ended up liking what they sent over, but this was pre. Sure, you know, I didn't know what they were going to say. I didn't know yeah. if it was going to be like this grindcore band from Gainesville that like four <laughs> people have heard of, you know, like total crust punk vibe. Because uh, it could be, you know, sure. you never know. Yeah, and and I was like, it's been a long time, and and then yeah, it wasn't. It was okay, cool. good, yeah. So it was good bands. So I, we it ended up being a packed show that I was like, oh, this is great, you know. So I, now I have a bunch of bands I like because when I take people on tour, it's like I'm taking Caitlin Rose out, and like it's not, you know, not really a thrasher. Maybe personality-wise, but yeah. not like, you know, like, hardcore personality, cool. But not like, not on the
2: music front. Right. You know, the music, it's less thrashy. It's always funny to think about just because you have so much history with your bandmates and there's so much baggage. And so somebody could suggest something that's totally reasonable, but if it's coming from them, you're like, I don't know if I trust this because I know you, I think I know you too well. <laughs> but if, like, Mike said it to you, you'd be like, oh, that sounds like a good idea to me. Sometimes, yeah, you yeah. have neutrality when it's somebody you don't know. Yeah, that's what you producers say can be like, helpful.
3: All right. Yeah. Yeah. But then you know that's that's where Rich steps in and he goes, "You gotta be neutral. You gotta be gotta be open." (laughs) Yeah, bird's eye view, guys. Come on, yeah, bird's eye view. Yeah, I go ah. (laughs) It doesn't sound. It sounds punk. I'm not sure. (laughs) You know, and I like punk music on the turntable, but I don't want to hear like. You know, I'm not going to have Crass open up for us every night because it yeah. gives me a
2: headache. Oh, uh, yeah. All all right. Right. Well, well,
3: the interview's over. No, yeah, no, go for it. That was great. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See you
0: later. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, we were just going to kind of go back and start the start because uh, obviously you're pretty synonymous with New Jersey and, and you sing about it a lot. And Yeah. I kind of wanted to know, like, what did your parents kind do growing of. up? I don't really sing about it as much as people <laughs> think. It's, right. It's but funny. I mean, that's the impression. Yeah. But the imagery of it all. It
2: yeah. feels the, very Jersey. Yeah.
3: Like, it leaves you before it sort of walks ahead of you. Yeah, you know, like my uh, what do you call that? Like when when you have when you know something about someone, and it sort of enters the room before they yeah do. Their,
0: repu- their, their reputation precedes them. Yes,
3: that's that's yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. phrase. Yeah, so the New Jersey precedes me.
2: Yeah, and the way you sing about it too though is feels like a mythical place too, which I wish I it always is. enjoy that about songwriters. <laughs> well, is, like Joe, one of my favorite Canadian songwriters, Joel Plaskett, writes about Halifax in a way that I've been to Halifax a few cool. times. But it's like he, there's a legend legend around it because the way he, the stories he tells and the images he has in his songs. I like that. And then that's uh, that, at least that's the New Jersey. When I think about Jersey, I think about the songs you guys. Have yeah, and it's
3: it's definitely like it's got its mysticism for sure. You know, mm-hmm. like there's it's so weird. It's such a weird like uh, landscape because you can go. You know, if you land in Newark Airport, you get kind of one you know perspective of it, and it's just very like Star Wars because. There's all those cranes that, that that's where he got the idea for the uh, in Empire Strikes Back, the little uh, oh. the robots that were stomping around chasing Luke in the beginning. Oh, yeah, a wow. little fun fact. That New Jersey, what's yeah. up? <laughs> New Jersey facts, yeah. But uh, so there's that, and then there's like Hoboken, which is like essentially like New York's little sister, and and then there's like you know where I live, which is the beach, which is super weird. Mm-hmm. So it, if you combine all these, you'd be like, how is this happening on the same landscape, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So but growing up, what did your parents do?
3: Uh, they worked, you know, like my mom worked at a hospital doing uh she got grants for um the hospital. So like when they couldn't afford to like have a cancer wing, she sure. she would go and like get, get, get grants for them. For that? Yeah. So she that's what she's been doing for I mean, thirty years probably. And uh my dad just worked at he worked at the coffee factory, tell you the truth, like the the uh Nestle factory that Bruce wrote about all the time.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: it was that one that, like, when he talks about in his book, the Nestle factory, the coffee thing, that, yeah, my dad was working there.
0: It's pretty crazy. Was he like more like a like a like a laborer or like a dude in the office? Or? I have no idea. No, he was outside working.
3: Like he was yeah. like a working guy. But uh, I'm not exactly sure what he did. But he he was definitely not in the office. <laughs> he, would, he would come home. He was like smelling like a coffee bean, you know, which was cool. Yeah.
0: Were they uh, like? Are they musical? Like was music a big part growing up? My uh, mom, yeah, my
3: yeah. mom is super musical. Yeah, she was big into like the. Uh, she sang at the church all the time. Still kind of does. And uh, so she was big on the hymns and like could play all the guitar. She used to be like radical when she was young, like a folk, folk like, but like into the whole protest thing, and she was sure. a little bit like wild, I guess. Was well,
2: that that's their era, you know? It's like yeah, the folk folk protest 60s music. Was, yeah, yeah, 60s. 60s music. She was, yep.
3: she was, uh, I think she was radical, you know. That's what that's what the impression I get. But uh, and, you know, and then she kind of mellowed out as she got older, and but the musical thing came from her for sure. My right. dad's not musical at all. <laughs>
0: dude was picking up a guitar like natural for you i mean was it no it
3: it was it was difficult laborious
0: like you had to really struggle like
3: yeah it was like a bunch of strings and blisters and wood and weird and (laughs) and and then like one day it clicked and like what not too long after like i think i i didn't want to be bothered with any guitar playing though i was just like show me the chords Mm -hmm. like you give me the chords i'll figure the rest of it out i'll write you a song whatever yeah that's all i wanted to do i was just like get me on the on the train I don't want to learn anything
2: else. Yeah, I have not. I don't have much interest in like guitar solos. I, like someone else in the band can really yeah. care about that, but it's like this is just a vessel to tell a story. Right? Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, now I'm I've gotten better at it. I, I still don't like guitar solos. though. No, you I mean, know, I'm yeah. not a big fan of like. I don't like shredding stuff. Yeah, like, but uh, I kind of I got obsessed with Mark Knopfler along the years, mm-hmm. and like so I, that kind of stuff I really like that like finger picking. He's very and, melodic. Like, yeah, like playing yeah. like little slide parts. On the guitar you know where it's not they're not solos they're just little bits to fill the the rest of it you know but they're very melodic so yeah they're more like accents
0: thing. or you're highlighting as opposed to sort of being a standalone piece yeah like a background vocalist yeah you know exactly. so it's cool i think that that's really cool were you i mean with music did you sort of think oh you know i'm gonna make a career of this or was it more like oh, i'm just fucking around making music and, and if something happens cool i think i tried I think I wanted to make a career out of this. I think I didn't want to do anything else.
3: I was kind of like, you know, dad's job. Poof, I want to do that. You know, and I wasn't interested in absolutely anything. Nothing. Just music. I didn't I didn't have any other interest. I wasn't interested in baseball or even going out with my friends. Didn't want to do anything. I was mm-hmm. just
2: like, just want to play music. When so, we talked to Frank Turner, we were like, oh, what else would you want to do? Or is there anything else, like any other aspirations? He's like, nope. I just yeah. want to play. That's all I want to do. I don't know. I mean, he he can read a book for sure. Oh kind of, sure,
3: he's got a deep knowledge of books.
2: Yeah, history. He's a history buff. Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he
3: loves his. He British loves those history. books. He loves, yeah. yeah, he's got. He uses all the. Sometimes it's hard to talk to Frank, and I'll tell him that the next time <laughs> I see him, because he uses a lot of big words. Oh yeah, well, and New he's Jersey, British man. too, so they sound even smarter. Nah, my wife's British. I can understand that. It's not the British thing. <laughs> I, my and my my dad was was born in England as well. So there's the, the British thing is not. That's not the hard That's part. That's No, it's the, it's not even intimidating. It's just that <laughs> it's laborious sometimes. If he uses too big of words, I gotta I gotta like Frank's gotta be set on stun for me, <laughs> you know? Like you know, like people got settings. <laughs> yeah. Like there's and then down. like yeah, when he's on like full on phaser mode, I gotta be like, dude, I can't even. I gotta go because I can't <laughs> understand you. And and then but you know what. Frank always the gentleman. He does dumb it down for me.
2: Oh, good. You know? <laughs> He's good with people. He's
3: good. Well, once, I, yeah. I mean, Frank and I like have known each other for many, many years. Yeah. Like he, he was playing by himself with Gaslight, and we were both playing at nobody. Oh. Uh, this was many, many years ago. Two thousand
2: 2006. Oh yeah, 2007. grinding out those gigs. Oh, totally
3: grinding them out. Yeah. Like it was horrible, and uh, but also at the same time, awesome. But uh, yeah, Frank definitely like when the show was over, Frank was not over. It would be like he would go outside and play for the kids again, yeah. oh, and I would God. always be like, "What are you, what are you doing? Like, I'm I'm exhausted." He like, still does dead. it,
2: you know. He, he he'll book like a full headline tour with DJ gigs after at the at like the club next door. Like yeah, oh yeah. Like, he's still doing them, like, yesterday. But does he dumb it down for the audience because it's just, you know. Oh, with the storytelling? Well, no,
3: like, no, the storytelling's great. But the, the words, it's just specifically the words. Oh. <laughs> like, Frank has a has a bag of words that are just, you know, they're not for, they're not, they're not. I didn't get those words. <laughs> you know what I mean? In New
2: Jersey's public school system. Right.
0: So I would. They didn't come with your educational package.
2: No. Yeah. I think he got no. a scholarship to, like, a fancy private school. I think that's part of his story. Yeah. So I think that's what he got. I think, I think he did. I think that's part of his story. I theory. don't know about that. I think that. he went they, to the same private school some royalty. What?
3: I think. Frank's punk rock. No, he doesn't. He, <laughs> he is, but I think
2: he snuck in there. And maybe that's where he found the Well words. It's
3: like Jeff Ott from that band, 15. Okay. You know, um, no, he was know. always in there. He was in another band called Crim Shrine. And they were like real progressive, really well learned, uh, <laughs> you know, people. They were just incredibly smart. And, I, you know, I always chalk Frank up to that. Just like really j- incredibly smart individual. And, uh, he's uh he can he can weave a tale for sure he's a good storyteller but uh sometimes i got to tell him to back off with those words <laughs> <laughs> i'm like but, you know you're talking to the bin man here like you got to just chill out chill out with the word. i i need like oasis level words there you go you know like like you i think frank's from london yeah i need some manchester words yeah <laughs> that's where my dad's from that's bring where i feel i feel comfortable yeah, yeah bring it down a little working man words right i mean not even working man i mean like just like <laughs> Dumber, yeah. I, like that's what I am, you know, like much much dumber than Frank.
0: You're going to you're doing England yeah we're doing them, UK right? with them. You're gonna In have to pass spring. on the message, man. Tell him. Know. I'll, I'll tell text him right now. Tell <laughs> him. I'll
3: be like Frank. I just did an interview. <laughs> Chat with Max, and yeah. enough's enough. I I I gotta I gotta just say only when he's talking to me though. If he's talking, to, I mean, it'd be good though when he's talking to. If he goes and meets the Queen, he might get one of those Queen things. Sure, he's those, on his way. Nighting, oh, nighting whatever. Yeah, yeah, the MB Frank Royal Turner Order. MB, yeah. right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He if he got Frank would be a good candidate for that. Because <laughs> who else are they going to give it to? You know, the guys in Blur.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damon, he's they got to give might it to be
3: on his way before they give it to sure. Damon. Yeah, that's fair. I'm Team Oasis, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah.
0: We had Nolan. I talked to him in New York. So awesome. He's the fucking best. He's the best. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. Um, no disrespect to Blur, though. Like, I, they're a good band. My yeah. w- wife loves... Oh, uh, so she's the on the oh, I had a huge blur. blur phase, man. Yeah, I, I love blur. Not me. No, I was pure. as the driven snow. I was like Oasis or Death. You're loyalist, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You weren't. You weren't gonna. I'm cross going over. down with the shit.
0: Say, I like to. I like them all. You know. Yeah, it's all right. Let's let's get a smorgasbord in here. I don't yeah. have to commit to one. You know, it's hard to have an opinion. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Fair enough. Um, I just busted. No, no, it's <laughs> hilarious. Um listen some blur later uh, and then maybe some oasis uh so i mean back to the record yeah we're just all over the place yeah, yeah I'm, this is great I'm Enjoying this
3: no big words on the record <laughs> <laughs> there's one there's one big word. what is it there's a big word at the end of uh my name is the night color me black it's ominous, ominous. Uh, yeah okay. but i learned that from a swedish guy uh, okay. yeah what you rhyme it with is there a rhyme for ominous <laughs> no great question i i i said uh sound is there is there is the rhyme word? The rhyme. Oh, it's okay, at the end. Cool. It's, so oh, okay. it's ominous. I wasn't bold enough to use that as the end. As the, as the, right. as the last one. I bet one. you Frank could rhyme that in a second. <laughs> yeah. I bet you he could. We should do this. should do a, ch- a challenge rhyme. Promise. Yeah. Promise. Uh, I mean, ominous. not yeah. as
0: many syllables. Syllables. But,
3: so yeah. Quite, yeah, We're going to do a challenge rhyme off of one of those English TV shows that are like a. You know what I'm talking about? Like Room 101 where you throw <laughs> something for life in Room 101. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. My wife, she got the English TV hooked yeah. up. I don't watch American TV yeah. ever. All right, I don't like it. I don't like the American
0: TV. Do you like science fiction? I don't mind
3: it. I love a Twilight Zone.
0: You mentioned uh, Star Wars, and then you mentioned yeah. Phasers and Stunning, which is Star Trek. So I just is it? know. It is. Nah. Yeah, Phasers I mean, on Stunning. I'm not a big Star Trek. It's cool. I like a Star Wars. I don't
3: love a Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not Ryan Adams about Star Wars. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's cool. I enjoy I it. I don't want to talk about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I
0: hear you. I'm with you. I'm yeah. With you.
3: I don't love pinball either. I'm just going to say that. Pinball? Nah. Uh, Ryan Adams is a pinball guy. Got big pinball you, guy. Man. Got you. I think he's got great hair. I don't love the pinball. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't love him playing pinball. I'm just not a big fan of pinball. Bruce used to love a pinball. Really? I don't love a pinball.
0: Not a fan? No, nah, it's frustrating. Okay. I like
3: All right, it. to the record. Yeah, we, we got important things to
0: talk about. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, I mean... It's...
2: He'll just talk about Star Wars anytime. Yeah, cool. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Yes. Oh, you like a Trek? I'm All a right. Trek man. All
0: right. Yeah, now we're really getting off Trek. All right. Uh, <laughs> Yo, judgment free zone. Thank you. <laughs> Except for uh, liking both Blur and Oasis. Uh nah, so, that's fine. Yeah. So I mean, we were gonna get back to the songwriting in general and how people sort of resonate with, you know, I guess in some ways the turmoil in your songwriting. Mm. And I guess as you grow older, like, do those themes come as easily? You know, your life has changed since when you were writing when you were younger. Like, what inspired you on this record specifically? Well, oh, turmoil a plenty though.
2: Yeah. You know, like,
3: yeah, like never turmoil. goes away. No,
0: you always have some
3: sort of inner turmoil. I mean, being a writer, you know, you, you know, you just like. You don't ever feel good enough. I mean, I think that there's some there's some writers and musicians, I guess that I've seen who go out and are very confident about what they do. They're very they're very pleased with the product <laughs> of themselves. Sure, I've never felt like that. I've always sort of felt like everyone's gonna hate the next thing I do, you know, or the previous thing. It's just I don't know. I've always sort of met it with a lot of trepidation, just being like, this may not be great, and I gotta really figure out how to do this. But um, at the same time. I think that there's turmoil in like a general sense. I don't. I don't necessarily feel like my life is particularly in turmoil right now. Um, but you know, I've been there. That's kind of the, always been the message. Like I've kind of like I've been there. I can hear. I know what you're what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you you write for um, like a a broader scope of of turmoil, like maybe someone else that you see or something you hear about. You know, and you could kind of relate to it. You want to tell like, their story because you see a little bit of yourself in it. Totally, and that
2: their story is worth telling. Big
3: time. Yeah, that's like a lot of it. You know, and then there's a, the general turmoil that's like, you know, I have kids and like taking care of them, and how am I going to do this? And you know, I'm in, my my career as a musician. That's ridiculous because it could go south at any minute. You know. Yeah. So I got to get. You know. How old are your kids? Me. They're five and two. Five and two. Almost two. Yeah. Did <laughs>
0: becoming a father change your songwriting?
3: Uh yeah, I think so because I realized at that point that I wasn't writing about um you know like cruising down the avenue like picking up girls <laughs> named Maria anymore, you know what I mean? I couldn't like fake that kind of business. So I was just like like, ah! you know, so what happens when they grow up? Yeah. You know, and I had and I I had to write like this one I I got the the first one painkillers I did with Butch. I was kind of cruising on this high that came from meeting Butch. Like so, him and I just like instant locked friends. Like we were, we were. It was like, oh man, like he he was like the older brother I never had. Like he was so close to my age, and like he was like just really pumped on on everything. Like Tom Petty, the Traveling Wilburys, loved that stuff, and I was just like, dude, we got to make a record like that, like acoustic, but not too acoustic, you know? Let's go, and we just cruised. So I was running on that, and the songs just kind of came out from being jazzed up, and then this one. I was alone kind of figuring out who was going to produce it, but I was definitely more like on my own in the, in the room writing and kind of was like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to write about now? And then I decided, well, you, you got to like, you know, I called up my friend Matthew Ryan, actually, and we, he, God bless him, he spent four months on the phone with me talking. Hmm. Like, he would talk to me every couple of days. There was, like, a lot of, like... Would you
2: send them, like, voice memos and ideas
3: or just no, talk? No, we would just chat about no, process, like, you know? Like, we went through process. Like, how do you do it? We got real, real with each other about, like, the insecurities and, like, you know, successes and triumphs of, of, of writing. Because writing is a tough thing. Like, and anybody tells you it's not. It's crazy. Like, it's super tough. It's a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, how does it happen?
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, and you're, like... you don't have a song, you think, will I ever have a song? Exactly. Yeah.
3: Like, am I tapped? Is that it? Yeah. The keg is done. Mm-hmm. But... You know, he kind of helped me walk through that, and then I got Ted on the on the board. And then um, what we came to is the, the conclusion was that you just got to write about yourself now. You can't, like, lie about that stuff. Not you. You can't. You know, if you were writing about other people and no one really cared about the, you know, the sincerity of the song, then you could kind of write about whatever. But I'm not, like, you know, I can't. I, that my options are limited because I'm not from, like, you know, I'm from New Jersey, but I'm not from, like, I didn't grow up specially like, hard. You know, I can't write about, like, the streets and, like, you know, or or, and I'm not like a real political person. Like my views on politics are so they're so cavemanish. I'm just like I don't like that. But I can't write a song that's like I don't like that, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I gotta. I don't have enough to say about that in so, order to
0: retain your authenticity without like like stretching or or writing about something like you said you right. don't necessarily uh, it connects with you. I don't understand it, and yeah. it doesn't
3: connect with my heart. So I would have to make it up. You know, and that's not a good way to do it. So I've got what I do, and like I think once I settled down on this one, and was like kind of like I do this thing, and if you think this thing is stupid, then you're gonna think everything I do is stupid, and that's got to be cool with me. So like instead of being like, oh, what's so and so gonna say about me, you know, in their in their review, because some people, you know, certain like like outlets and stuff, they write about kind of cool music, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. I mean it. Like there's cool music, there's cool music, and then there's what I do, and like I don't find myself to be like. Overtly cool. I just think that what I do is sincere, which sometimes that can be made fun of, especially in this day and age. Yeah, like
2: in earnest season yeah, yeah, it's like of it's, in, Passion, yeah, it's, it's 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 not cool, but it's it's. But it's what I do. Yeah. yeah. That's like what it and, is.
3: and if you don't like it, that's cool. But like, yo, change the station then. You know, if you don't don't worry about my music, because it's not, it's not I'm not out here to like bust anybody's chops or like reinvent the wheel. I'm just kinda like, I write these kinds of songs and like I'm from that school, you know, I'm from the like the Springsteen school. I'm from like, you know, the Constantine school and from all that. That stuff that's like straight just like this is life this is what i see around me i'm writing this this is what i'm struggling with right now if you are too hopefully you could like it that's it yeah
0: well we read the uh the independent piece the piece in the independent oh the new one yeah. yeah 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 and you reflect sort of on uh, the last gaslight anthem record yeah um get hurt and i know you love that record yeah
2: i yeah. think it's wicked um, um, i think some of it is yeah
0: well my question would be like how much of your feelings i guess on an album ultimately sort of rest with how it's received you know we've asked that of a lot of artists sort of like looking back on records does it color sort of your perception of it based on what it people say to, it used to greatly like you know what i mean even if i thought something was awesome if somebody started like
3: making fun of it i would think oh man maybe it's not awesome now i kind of go like eh, it's mine what am i gonna say i can't make can't you can't really make an excuse for what you love you know what i mean like there's always been that song on uh, on get hurt for instance there's a uh that underneath the ground. That song, yeah. I love that song. Like some, some one of the magazines, like the one of the cooler magazines, like tore it apart a little bit. They were like, "Oh, they're trying to do whatever," and I was just like, "Nah, I like that song. I don't yeah. care what you say, you know." Like, and that's cool, but uh, you got to stick up for you. Don't actually, you don't have to stick up for it. I feel like I'm kind of at that spot where I no longer have excuses. I'm just like, I did this. I did my best. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> like my best, then. Then we're just not, you know, maybe we shouldn't have coffee together. Sure. It's cool. But it took you a while to get to that Big point. time. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: I always think it's like, obviously <laughs> the band was trying their fucking hardest to make the best record. And, yeah. And probably they uh, thought it was their best record, like, as, like, they were working on it, or, or, or thought it was, like, the best possible thing they could do in that moment.
3: It was, yeah. You know, I didn't it, know what to think of it. I was, my head was in the clouds during that point, you know? Uh, I was going through some turmoil in my life, and, like. You can't expect someone to be clear-minded. Like when you're in an argument with somebody, do you? Are you saying clear things? No, no right? Because your cloudy. emotions. It's hard to stay rational. Exactly. And calm. Yeah. So like that record was a lot of like emotion, but you know what? I wouldn't take it back because that's what that's what it was supposed to be. I just feel like some of the if had I been able to step out, I think there's some of the things I would have I would have buttoned up a little easier. So I would have been like, okay. That song's missing, like, the ending. This song is, like, you know, kind of needs to shorten a little bit. Like, that. I that's the only record that I would be, like, tweaking a little bit. Yep. But will I ever tweak it? Probably not. Because yeah. it, it's a picture, you know? It does what it does. I was a mess. And then, like, feel like it was a good representation of that. And I think some really cool, like, even some of the B-sides. I think the, some of the B-sides were, like, some of the best stuff we ever did. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with it, you know? No, best, it's funny though how, like, i take that back I think great expectations Is probably one of the best things You know that And 59's Is pretty good <laughs> <laughs> Like that That I listen to And I go like If somebody was like Would you trade Born to run If it said White Bruce Springsteen's name You and Clarence Standing on the front Or you and Benny Standing on the front Would it be Gaslight and the Born to run Or But then you had to Give up fifty nine I'd be like nah
2: <laughs> Right
3: I wouldn't And that's a cool place to be Sure yeah. yeah. You know Like I just feel that way Not that I think My record's better I just wouldn't trade
0: it Yeah do you personality-like-wise tend to be someone who looks back and thinks a lot about the roads not taken? No, not about the roads not taken. I look back
3: on what happened because I feel like your history de- defines who you are now up to this point. And then, and then at this point, you can then change it. Like what can be learned sort of thing? Sure. So when I look back, like people always say like my songwriting is nostalgic. I don't really know if it's nostalgic in the sense that I'm wanting to be somewhere else because I don't. I just think that I there is no... What else are you going to do but look back on what's happened to you? I can't be like, today I went to the supermarket. Do-do-do, 59 nine cent. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got to be like,
0: well, this happened then. You know, I can't... Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, looking back, are there sort of... Can you point to times like in your career that seemed particularly sort of chaotic and what you think the root or cause yeah, was?
3: It was like, uh, I think it was like the day after 59 Sound came out until like, <laughs> until last week?
0: probably uh, last week, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, or
3: six months ago, yeah. yeah. I got some like definitive lightning bolt clarity like about a year ago, yeah. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Uh, what's the root of that? Or, no, what, I'm sorry, what, about eight months ago.
2: And what, what do you think the reason for that was?
3: <laughs> it was everybody in my life, and I kind of just like shut. Like the door on uh, so many things. I was like, this is not, yo, these these are unsolvable problems. You know, like I can't, I'm not gonna, I can't do this anymore. I can't. You just let go of trying to solve it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, doors gotta close. Mm -hmm. I gotta be this guy. Like whoever I am, I gotta be this guy and I can't be another guy. And I gotta just shut out all the stuff that's not, like anything that doesn't feel like this is good and I'm positive about this. I was like, I gotta shut the negativity out, shut it all out and just, you know, just kind of be like, this ain't so bad. You know, like, I'm, I'm doing all right right now. And yeah. like, I feel good. And, you know, the, the kids that like my music are good. And like, everything's cool. And then, and also say no when you've had enough. Like, when you're about to have enough, you know, like, I'm doing that right now with the, the summer shows with, with Gaslight. Everybody's like, are you guys going to do more? Are you guys going to do a record? I'm like, no. Boom. Doors closed. Why? Because all I can handle right now is the 59 shows. But like, well, will you do records in the future? I don't know. I can't see the future. But mm-hmm. boom, this is done. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. This is what we all can handle. And that's not just me, that's everybody. You know, we're all saying that, but that's I clearly said that. I was like I can handle this,
0: right?
2: Yeah,
3: you
0: know, it's
2: like, tough because you, as as you say, it's like you're an artist, any day this could go south, but all you can do is today. You and cannot, and, and yeah. literally just do your best today. Cuz yeah. cuz it's so easy to get fucking depressed really quickly when you think, but then fucking two months, depending on how the record does, okay, I might be here. Oh, I yeah, don't know yeah. how the ticket sales are in that place. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And then it's things bad. spiral out of control it's, so quickly. Yeah, I mean... And it's hard, but but the only thing you can do... I was reading this good like Buddhist monk uh, uh, meditation book, and it was like, when even when you're doing the dishes, just focus on the water hitting your hands and just be grateful for that water hitting your hands. I was like, that's... Some, deep shit right there and I'm like but "But it's true it's It's like just be very mindful and aware of what you're doing in that moment because that is the only thing you can control and I anytime I get stressed out I always try to think like I just Right now is the only thing that is actually reality. Yeah, because yeah. everything else is not reality. It's either the past or it's some story you're telling yourself about the future.
3: That yeah, well, that's true because it is a story. It's it's not, just a story. You can choose yet. to tell yourself yeah. whatever
2: story you want about what next week might look like. It's
3: so weird. Oh man, that stuff is like. I mean, and you know what I think? Like, I was six years old, and I probably heard that in Bible school. You know what I mean? Like when I was like doing that, they were they're, they're like that whole like. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow, yeah, yeah. that like whole thing, uh-huh. you know. And I was just like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then now I'm like 38. I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's okay. pretty good. Yeah, there's <laughs> that philosophy. <Yeah. laughs> show me that again. What was oh, that yeah, thing?
2: all the great your guiding books basically say the same thing. Yeah. What, what, they're very similar. They're
0: very similar. Whether it's, it's funny. It's like, well, know, people boot- have to learn on their own, man. Yeah. yeah.
2: You can't tell people. <laughs> it's
0: like, you just have to go through it.
2: Oh, well, yeah, of course.
3: I mean, I think that's the key to all of it. You can't, you cannot force someone to get yeah. your, what you're saying. You have to wait for. Them to either get it or not get it. Absolutely. You know, and then same for yourself.
0: I'd read uh, in an interview you mentioned that anyone that has like a top twenty album on Billboard should be given like a book immediately. Like this is what you're going to have to do. Oh, the how to. I 100 percent believe that. the Stephen
2: Hyden interview, which is sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So but my question would be then, what would advice would you give yourself then, as things were exploding from your point of view now? I would definitely say, say no to the things that you know you can't handle that
3: are going to wind you up. Because you're not your best when you're wound up, you know? Mm. Like if you got a show and and they're like, Well, you gotta do one more week of the tour, but you know you're burned already, mm. don't do that because the kids are gonna be bummed because you're just playing you're playing bad. You're not playing you're well. You're going through the motions. You're going through the motions and or you're just too tired, even if you're not going through the motions. You're just so tired of of the thing. And um and also like take a minute to just like when you're standing out there and you're playing like those festivals, you know, like the festivals we were at last year, just take a second to be like, I'm from Toronto. I'm from New Jersey and I'm standing in somewhere Germany. And there's a billion kids watching my stupid band play songs. That's my job. Yeah. What? I know. And if you said that to those kids on the stage, they would be like so happy if you just said that,
2: You know, you don't have to like
3: win them over. It's like, I used to think that everything was like a competition because as soon as we got big, the second we got big, everybody was like, they're the next Bruce Springsteen. And I was like, oh, that's a lot to live up Fuck. to. Like what if somebody was like, dude, you're the next Bob Dylan. yeah
2: you're, too much. You're,
3: you can't live up to that, but that's then real you don't have to live up to it yeah because that's what they said. That's what they like, don't put that on my house, Ricky Bobby you don't have to be like that. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky. you know what I'm saying? You don't yeah, have to be like that. you could just chill and you could be like, nah. And, I mean, in the sense of you also can find, like, a peace with that, you know, like, eventually. Like, once, once like, people said that, you know, like, oh, you're going to be the next Bruce Springsteen. Like, I love Bruce Springsteen. And, you know, when I sit down and, like, I have the, fortunately, I can sit down with him and talk and have pizza with him. You know, like, that's so amazing. But not all the time, but I, I do from time to time. And, like, I can think and go, well, if they mean, like, sincere songwriter who, like, cares about his audience and the people around him from his community and the outside world and doesn't just want to do this to get rich, then yeah, I am the next Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about like, can I write Dancing in the Dark? Probably not. I can't write a million
2: selling song. (laughs) But that's cool with me.
0: Yeah, you know, you don't, so you're like, not
2: existing in the time and place that he existed. In. Right? It's like you to comp- compare yourself. I, I That's another thing I've tried to stop doing. It's like, oh, but by the time I got that, my favorite band was on their third record. And Dude, we I do only, that. All did, we the only time. did this. Oh shit! Oh, someone wrote that song. And we, oh fuck. Okay. Ages too. People Ages are always and looking some, at. Age. I do that when did they all the time. That. Yeah, and, Ages. And, 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 and If you're using it as like a motivating motivating force, that's yeah. great because it's because you, you you. I saw that in the interview. Where right like, on. oh, I'm excited because you know Tom Petty didn't write. Wildflowers until he's forty something or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. But it, if it bums you out,
3: then it's not good. Then it's yeah. not good. Then mm-hmm. you
2: gotta find. It's just distracting. I agree. Because you could be spending your time doing shit that's not just bumming yourself out.
3: <laughs> it's true. I call it looking over fences. Yeah, don't look just, over the fence. Over
2: yeah, yeah it's, it's not worth it. Just worry about your own fence. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. look over. Yeah, because you never know. And then
3: you're like, well, with, with, with Johnny has a Porsche. Why don't oh, I have a Porsche?
0: Well, it's human nature, though, right? Yeah. To look. Yeah, but it's like if you can have the discipline to sort of not Look. do it, you'll live a happier life. Yeah, I don't even like Porsche. And it's, I think it's Porsche. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to say. Porsche. Yeah. Porsche. I bet you Frank Turner could say it. Um, I don't think so. No. <laughs> nah, can, I think that I might got him on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess lastly, as we wrap <laughs> up, uh, we could do this all afternoon. He wrote uh, a book. Frank wrote a book. Amen. He did. He came on this pod to promote it.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. But a book. I know. That's you're a, a published whole author. Exercise, yeah. Writing a song is one thing. Writing a book, uh, I can start, I uh, can't even string like a paragraph together. It's just like, oh, <laughs> Frank might be awesome. mad at me though right now. Why? Well,
3: because I, I said to him one time, I saw him like recently and I was on the Pain Killers tour. It was like, I guess a year and a half ago and I was like, I was, like yo Frank, let me open up one of them cool shows in London you're doing. And he was like, all right. And then I was like, Oh man, I gotta work on my record, man. I can't do the show. I'm sorry, I got to <laughs> oh, bail. You yeah, had to. Oh. <laughs> well, because it was either like, do I finish my record or do I go play for? A, do I go fly to London for a week and yeah. play with Frank? And I was like, I can't. And I'm like, I just can't. And
2: he, he, I think he understood, but he might be bummed. I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can say we're oh, doing wanna... one of those lost evening shows. You are. Uh, on this in April or May or whatever? Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, yeah he didn't cool. even ask me. Uh, well, Frank, Frank's energy is insane. Where he flew to Brooklyn to play with the Hold Steady for one night. He literally got on a plane. I don't do that business. You Frank, you don't have kids. I know. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. I'm like, you don't have kids, Frank. It's yeah. different.
3: You got a lot more energy than I do. Yeah. You can stay nimble. He is nimble. He's a nimble individual. Yeah. You know, he's jumping around. <laughs> he's got them good energy, though. He's got a lot of energy for those kids. Good. You know, like when he's playing the shows. It's part of the draw, right? I think it is, because even if I hated his music, which I don't, but even if I did, I would. it's still kind of in like encapsulating when you watch him play. You're like, whoa.
2: Yeah he's a force a little bit oh, of a yeah. force you know what i mean like it's like he yeah grabs you in hey he's, he's so i mean you have it too but it's like a sort of showman like classic showman like kind of bits not, not a lot of bands have bits but you have bits the way you could talk to the audience in, in sort of no nah, a-
3: that's just that's like a that's like that's off the cuff that's like a little oh that really goes, that goes bad okay oh really yeah <laughs> like you maybe saw the good one there the, but there's like <laughs> That is bad news sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, because i was just, I've just talking.
2: Times. I thought it was just like a, a thing that would happen every night. I just chat. Uh, okay, cool. I like chatting. Oh, there you go. Right. You know? Do you ever, like, when you're up there and you're
0: sort of doing the between song chatting, are you, are you ever, like, while you're in it being like, fuck, I've gone very long here. Oh, yeah. How do I get out of this? Sometimes I send the band off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously?
0: Yeah, go 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 ahead. Get a beer.
3: I'll be back. <laughs> just come back. I'll be done. I'll be done by the time you finish that.
0: Yeah. I, just,
3: I don't know. Some people hate it, too. They're oh, so yeah. like, we came here to... Watch you play songs. I'm play like, song. actually, you came here to see whatever it was I was going to do. I didn't promise you anything.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, my if name's I, on the bill, yeah. I, I'm here,
3: my name's on the ticket, and I'm here, and it's not your show. I'll see you later. You're done. <laughs>
0: Well, I wanted to finish with sort of a, a pop culture question because yeah. uh, you had a funny tweet the other day. Someone, I guess, accused you of trying to be Brian Adams. Oh, uh, I love a Brian Adams. <laughs> You've also referenced Harry Styles and stuff like that. Yeah. So the question would be like, I guess as you grow older and the culture changes, do you find yourself sort of more open to different music than your old go-tos? I mean, when I was like a, like an angry punk, I probably wasn't into anything that wasn't angry punk, sure.
3: you know? I was just like, Celine Dion, man. <laughs> kill, you know? Like. I, I was into like that stuff, and I wasn't into anything that was new or poppy. And, and now I just like it's a pretty good song. What's that on the radio? You know, and it was like it happened to be Harry Styles, and I was like, okay, that's good.
2: You know, I like oh it. the Harry Styles record's got some tunes on it. Yeah, Carolina or Caroline. I'm that. glad he's playing guitar. Yeah, I know. you know, because yeah. then kids like
3: kids will see him playing guitar. Yeah. See you know? a pop star with an instrument, right? Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, you know? I mean, sure. I don't care if they don't have an instrument, but it's like it's just good. It's good for the whole. Uh, you know the the guitar player people yeah. you know it's like good for them because yeah. he's he's a popular he's a popular guy but I, pop music is cool you know like i i i posted something stupid about that man in the woods thing like okay. a, like an outtake picture but it was of me with like some pink lights <laughs> and i said it was an outtake of the jt cover shoot it, 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 you know i didn't really have anything to do with the record but uh you know it was uh it was just something to do because I love pop culture, you know. Yeah. People really beat him up about that Super Bowl thing. I think they that did. Was, I thought it was a good on, performance. What do like, you think of it? I, you know, I mean, it was it was fine. What do you want from him? Sure. You know, like he was doing he was doing his thing. I like, don't know what
2: else he could have done other than like bring up some other massive celebrity or fly in from the the rooftop or something. I think he did all right. Like, I, I mean, come on. I mean, you know? could I just think about the amount of preparation that would go into that thing? And that's a whole other kind of uh, medium, the like pop music versus rock and roll a lot of work going into that thing. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think I can dance and like, I don't know. Maybe the only he thing picked I picked up a guitar. Yeah. The only he thing can do I would that say too. about JT,
3: though, is like, why don't you pick like a more upbeat Prince song? Like, uh. throw out Little Red Corvette. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the jam. Get yeah. people clapping. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. You know, like, he, he's like depressing. He made it you know? somber. Yeah. And he didn't do the Trolls song. He did. Oh, he I thought they did. Oh, he did. I thought he didn't. I didn't see that. I was like, "Why are you not doing your
2: hit?" Yeah, I did mirrors. (laughs) You gotta do your jam. play the hits.
3: Yeah, Yeah. big time. Play the hits. I mean, if you if you're a hit maker, play play the hits. Super Bowl. Yeah. (laughs) No B sides. Not Pearl Jam. Get out (laughs) of (laughs) here.
2: I want to see the hits, but they should. They didn't give Pink a chance. I thought, why not? Uh See, she would have swooped in from the rooftop because she, she can do that. She Gaga did that. that, right? Didn't she? Yeah, she Gaga floated. did. That. She did. Yeah. She she did. Was, Pink's got the hits, though. Oh my yeah. god, her new record.
0: and a voice, great, man.
3: JT's got the hits too. Yeah. They all got hits. They yeah.
0: did. It's fine. That's why the pop stars.
3: I like it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have pop stars. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time, man. <laughs> really
2: appreciate no it. It was cool. awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. That, that was, was like the least interviewee interview ever. Man. it was just a hang. It's what made it memorable.
0: Welcome to the dessert. We are joined here by our friend and pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. But this is also a very special edition of the dessert because we were also joined by uh, our good friend, The Nut.
4: Yeah, hey. Hi, Shane. Whoa. So, just
0: for some background, right. uh, you know, the last couple episodes, we've been talking about The Nut. You know, you went to Korea. Uh, Shane actually has a new track out called The Cracker <laughs> that is uh, making lots of waves. Uh, so, we thought it only is it, f- uh, is well, it making I don't know.
4: lots of waves? I don't, I don't think you can download it's it. It's only he? been out for
0: 48 hours. It's right. on beast already, Oh, man. huge. Um, but we thought it only fair that, uh, you know, in, in sort of uh, the tradition of honor that you could come on and have a voice. So it's not
4: a one-way conversation. Oh, I appreciate that. I thought it was only fair. No, what happened was I sent like 38,000 text messages <laughs> to you guys to be like, yo, what the fuck are you guys talking about? So I just, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. But yeah, I know it's been a rough couple of weeks. You, I wish there was like a stream that people could see what I'm looking at right now. Cause it's me across the table of the three of you <laughs> looking all sheepish.
0: This is your office though. I mean, you, we're at your home court advantage. Home here. court
4: advantage. That's yeah. right. I'm We've like, come I'm, to you. That's right. I'm like Damar right now. And Shane is like, I don't know who's a terrible basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's been a real, you guys have had some real great quality content the last couple of weeks. It's been a joy. What's up with to. your hair right
1: now? I'm why doing is, a new hair. Why does thing? it look like that? What's wrong with this? Like, Oh, I don't know. Isn't that weird? Is that not is that normal? This I think it's I
2: think it's a little more wet than it is. It looks,
4: yeah. kind of, it looks almost
0: like you straightened it a little bit. No, I'm using it the looks new, so different. I
1: am using a new hair product. I'm not saying bad, it's just like throwing me off a little. Sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't an insult. Yeah. No, I I'm quite happy with that. And my you hair look too. very skinny, I noticed, when you when you walked up. Thank you very I much. I was actually planning on bringing, and I'm kicking myself a scale mm-hmm. today. Because <laughs> I wanted to yeah. uh, to see who was heavier? Cause, cause I was saying, uh, I messaged you when you, when you did a, uh, Instagram story about how you had lost 42 pounds, 35 pounds. Oh, I thought you started at 210 and now you're 178. No, I went to, <laughs> I
4: was like 220 something. And then when I weighed myself at the gym that one time, it was like 180,
1: whatever the fuck it said. Oh, Wait, it said but, 178. Okay. And that's why I was questioning. <laughs> you guys are what, both insane. Well, that's why I was questioning whether you altered the scale. So I wanted to bring in the scale. Yeah. Yeah. No, Just I, did alter,
4: I did alter the scale. Yeah. I took my wrenches to the gym. <laughs> okay. Also, didn't you say that when you have nothing, you go to the weight loss stuff? So we're off to not a great start here. <laughs> for the dessert,
1: and right? we have nothing. Again, yeah. this is a max-produced dessert, okay. so I don't know what's happening here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> Keep enough. me out of this. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh, Sorry, you're, continue. You're, you're not being kept out of this at all. Okay, not, 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 No. I mean, my complaint was the last couple of weeks is there was the one – uh, the one episode where like Max was uh, mad that I had also asked for an iPad, or I was like undeserving of an iPad. <laughs> I didn't say you're undeserving. And then, oh hey. wow, Australian hey. Greg, get Australian
2: Greg, just
4: r- get in here. Greg, say something.
3: What's up, everybody? This is Greggy in the
4: house. <laughs> my- is that Australian, Greg? It's new
0: Australian. <laughs> Give us some Australian, Greg. Yeah,
4: for the listeners. Tell so, so for is uh, it.
0: for the listeners, my brother Greg veerman What's up, Greg? Hello. (laughs) he works in the same building as the nut and i guess he heard we were recording here uh so he just walked into the office have a seat hang
1: is the nut's hair different right now got a certain wave to it yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right continue on so I, i
4: like it no, it's just been like, like I said, it's been a, a couple of weeks of just like you know being made fun of. But to be Rogers. fair,
2: I th- feel like you like being made fun. No,
4: of. No, that's not true. Oh, you, as a matter uh, of fact, and that that's what is kind of like the irony in all of this because uh-huh. there there has been um, uh, there's been some talk around the Champagne Boys group <laughs> about uh, the the level of thirst of of Shane recently, mm. and uh, so like to get made like because when you say like oh you like being made fun of or Shane will say something like oh you like staying in the news or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay. I'm
1: fine with people. I don't use the term thirsty ever, but I'm fine with people thinking I'm thirsty. I work in media. I'm on a podcast where I'm one of the people I try to do skits where I'm the star of it. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. Great. I don't think it's an insult to say you want to be on the podcast. It, it's just it's it's a fact. You you do. I right now want to be on the podcast absolutely. Well, you yeah. always I, I said when you were messaging me all your tirades, I was like I was like <laughs> I'm going to apologize cuz the last thing I want to do is hurt your feelings and I felt like you were taking jokes to heart. Yes. And I said I'm going to apologize. You go, "No, don't do it." And it was like you what? wanted to keep it going.
4: No, not at all. That's
2: not true at all.
4: <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. I wish I didn't even. I, I don't even know why
2: I. We normally have these conversations with. at like one in the morning, to on like a weekend. So the fact that it's uh, early in the day, right? no, oh. no, because
4: you know, you know what's happened is like what stemmed all of this is like I started getting text messages from like people in the industry being like, "Yo, Virgil." <laughs>
1: To like what's going on, man? they're killing you on the pod. Messiah is talking. No, but literally, like (laughs) somebody,
4: somebody from—I won't say their company name—but I I sent it to the group, and and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and then even last night, I ran into somebody uh, at the Pink Show, uh, and uh, no, bleep, bleep her name, please, but. P- right? pink, yeah. yeah no yeah <laughs> i was at the you don't want show. people to know which show yeah. you're at yeah. that show was phenomenal i heard it way. is she's lots like of God acrobatics but no i ran i ran into somebody that i work with in the club and she's like oh i heard that that song and uh <laughs> like that yeah that's amazing yeah was it playing yeah what yeah pink covered it i was just it. dancing <laughs> Yeah. it pink covered it yeah. yeah. they blew up uh no but and it's just like okay so i just You know, I'm all I'm all for fun and games and jokes and everything. But, you know, I try to explain to you guys that there are repercussions that happen in real life from that stuff happening. I I, I gave Max an anecdote. Where uh, we were, the new interns came into the office, okay. and uh, he. This is my new intern. Like, I'm this dude's boss, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, are you Max's friend? Like Max from the Arkellis? I'm like, "Oh yeah." yeah. He's like, "Oh, it's funny. I ran into him at McMaster uh, like a few weeks ago, and he asked me if I ran into some douchebag with a beard at
0: the
2: <laughs> office, <laughs> and he said this. I'm, yeah, no, I. That's not the full context of the conversation. What I,
0: You said a fucking douchebag a fucking with a douchebag. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I said that. Okay, I met this kid and that he was in marketing or something and he's working at MLSC. And I do this thing. I'm like, oh, you're going to meet this guy, Adam's, a good friend of mine, known him forever, real douchebag. Like, kind of to aggratiate myself with. Uh, like,
0: you're trying to be hip with the Max? Don't use the term.
4: <laughs> don't use the term aggratiate
0: with the children. Agratiate. Yeah, ingratiate. But, no, but
2: more just like, um, I like. Because the idea of like big head bosses that are scary and stuff are is always kind of a lame concept to me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, here's a guy who I know. He's a, he's a bit of a douchebag, but I love him. Like I don't know. Oh, no, it's uh, <laughs> because you use that accent. It's all it's all fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It w- it wasn't meant like I will say this. You're right that people can scratch their head because why would you call anybody a douchebag? Because on a certain level, that's just not nice. Yeah. I agree with you there, but it wasn't meant was like this fucking douchebag. Fucking, it wasn't in that tone. It was more like in a playful, like he's got a beard. Because <laughs> no, listen, the caricature of you is is like a very eye rolly thing. Yeah, you'd agree, and you could say that the same thing about me too, or whatever, right? Yeah. So that that it was more playful in that way. It's yeah. like, oh, he's one of those hipster douchebags that has a beard and has like, where's funky Nikes? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, that's what I was saying. But you're right. I shouldn't have uh, undermined you in front of a new staff.
4: I appreciate um, I'm that. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's all good. But I guess it's just tough to be the fucking punching bag week after week after mm-hmm. week. When, like, we know people are listening. So it does, like, you know, the the fun and games sort of permeates real life, which is slightly not... And Shane, you're fine being a caricature and being this, like, wacky, whimsical guy. But, like... I have to have like real interactions with people. And that's why I didn't want to do the song as an example. Cause it's like, nah, I can't, like, I can't be just like this, this caricature. So for
0: I, our listeners, The Nut was supposed to also do a track that was in response to. Well, Shane's he had the start.
1: option. He said he wanted to. You also did a rap battle with me in public and you seem more than happy to do that. And you yeah, put I, a lot I, of work into it. And,
4: and in retrospect, I was like, okay, like, that's fun, but I can't be like, I, I don't want as. This is a, like in the office or in the industry, a lot of people listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I I need to Thank be... Thank you, by the way, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, but seriously, like... oh, pretty good. It just,
0: Please leave a comment on iTunes. I'm not, it's too early in
4: the morning. <laughs> I'm not articulating myself properly, but it's when that's all people see of me through the pod is like this like, you know, crazy guy who's in like this, mm-hmm. you know, being like... What did you call me? Uh, not an influencer, but you called me a brand detractor or something, <laughs> a brand deterrent. Yeah, brand deterrent. Exactly. Like, that was I, I can't have that. You know,
1: they, like. But at the rate you're losing weight, at the time I said it, it was true. <laughs> now you're fucking the the face of Nike. I would say yeah. you're <laughs> the epitome of health. Yeah, let's bleep that too. What?
4: <laughs> no, but I just uh, it's just tough to be the punching bag week after week, especially when things are maybe mispresented, as you have been known to do. I don't want to get into a context battle again, but you're like, was like, oh, like he said he's going to take out my legs in the boxing match. Like, no, I listened to that fucking episode of the podcast, and I said I'm going to kick you and Max both in the shins. Like, no, you mentioned
1: kneecaps. You mentioned kneecaps. There was kneecaps. I printed the text out. Yeah, I kick you both in the shins. I went back. You you did say shins, but there was. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> there was multiple groups, and in one of them, you said kneecaps. If- I,
4: I guess here, here's all I'm going to say is I'm painted with a certain level of thirst on this podcast. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. oh, Birchall wants to do the thing at the rally. And, and and I said specifically, I don't give a shit where we do it, the boxing match thing. yeah. I, I sent you a note saying Dan had an idea to do this boxing match. We should do it. It would be funny. We could do it at the mm-hmm. rally. We could do it as part of another standalone pod or whatever. Like, yeah, That's a great get, idea. I don't really give a shit where we do it. And then you come on the pod and present it as he wants to do it at the rally. in front. I want to do it at the rally too. I, I think that's the I, best I know, idea. I know you do, but you don't present it that way. You just present me as being like this thirsty guy who wants attention, well, which I think is, is Well, fair. it won't happen at the rally. Are you
1: not a thirsty guy who wants attention? I,
4: no, no, no. I don't think so because I think that the difference. Come on. No, I, I swear to God because I do think the difference between you and I is when I, when I work on something, I actually don't do it to put myself in the in the in the main frame of the oh, picture. Come on. No, I don't. Virtual.
1: I'm just trying to have fun with it. It's not about like real insults. It's like and it's not professional wrestling either. It's playful teasing. Yeah, but I guess my point is, is that it's
4: it, it's starting to inform how people's opinions in real life are. I think we are.
2: do sometimes try to uh let people know that you the reason why we make fun of you is because you're the most successful of us all and so and we say that on the podcast so it's it's we if you were some you know schlep and like who had didn't have anything going for him we wouldn't be making fun of you it's only fun because you're as successful as you are
4: that's fine and I, listen i'm, I'm and i hope fucking, that's
2: made clear to all of our no I'm,
4: I'm great to have a good laugh and you know and and i'm certainly fine to be the butt of the joke whenever but just It's not like it's tough to not have a platform to get back to say like, okay, you fucking idiot. So what's our
2: path moving forward, though?
4: I think Shane needs to be killed. (laughs) (laughs) So what was
1: the most untrue thing we said, though? Uh, I I think it's it's, uh, how things are presented. Well, if you're hurt, I, I was telling you, too. The thing I want is everyone to have fun. That's my whole goal in everything I do. So if you're hurt, that's not cool with me. And that's what I was telling you. This is a very a sweet moment.
4: Are you going to kiss me again?
1: <laughs> no, but I, I'm serious. Like, if if you're not having a good time, that's not my goal. My end goal isn't to make fun of how fat you are. My- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not though it's just to me it's just fun and funny if yeah. you can take it and i thought you can and you're such a harsh personality and so cutting and so biting towards me and everyone else yeah. especially if you've had more than half a sip of alcohol that <laughs> i thought you'd be able to take some of this and and it, and it changes with the wind some days you can and some days you can't some days you want the rap battle some days you're embarrassed and it's ruining your career and I am wondering, what did the person say about the rap song? Did, they, <laughs> <laughs> like, did, they, did uh, they like it? or It was just like, oh, that was something. Like what? It wasn't good? The production <clears> value we, we, or the lyrical content? Right. I just content? said, I,
4: God, I haven't listened to it and I don't really. You haven't it. listened to it? I swear to God, I haven't listened to it.
1: Why? Because you couldn't figure out how to download but it. It didn't work. I did yeah. try to
4: use it. I uh, tried to listen to it, and I was like, I don't really give a fuck with this right. thing because so there are new
1: lyrics, and then it's a better production. Yeah. It. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure you have heard it. I, I swear,
4: like, I okay. swear on uh, Mike. Okay. that I have not. I don't know why that's of any value, but I yeah. swear on <laughs> Mike that yeah. I, I get hit by it. a car yeah. when I leave it here. T- I'm not bothered by it. like I said. Like I'm f- like happy to have fun and games or whatever. But mm-hmm. just like I listen to this thing and fucking roll my eyes every week, and it's just nice to come back yeah. and say the way that Shane is telling the stories aren't exactly accurate. Thirty percent of it is true. 70% of it is uh, embellishment. Yes. For the sake of comedy or for
1: the sake of you just Shane being insane. Yeah, and- I would say 80% to 90% <laughs> is true. Here, here's the next debate. And a hundred percent of it is under the prism of we're playfully teasing about the truth.
4: Skewed prism.
1: <laughs> yeah. We tease Max. We tease Mike. I tease myself.
4: Yeah. Just don't believe everything that you hear. That's, that's the message. Hey, I that, would-
2: that's fair. That's a fair y- message.
4: Yeah. I, that's, that's what I would, I would take away. From, from this, is don't believe everything that you hear. Okay. Great. And go download the Nutcracker if you can figure out how to get the fucking thing to work. <laughs>
1: We're going to put it on Apple Music. I was talking to uh, San Sebastian, former manager yesterday, uh, Mark Di Pietro. Oh, yeah. I ran into him. He's a day big day. fan of yours yes, also. Yes, he is. And uh, <laughs> he's... He's going to help me uh, monetize it in like this crazy way. We had like a, an hour <laughs> meeting yesterday about it. And uh, If anyone has
4: been able to crack the music business wide open, it's Mark DiPietro. So you're in good hands. Is that a
1: playful tease or is that serious? No, I, he's been very successful.
4: I can right. read you a message he sent me about his net worth yesterday, but I'll spare him the, right. the humble brag em- embellishment. <laughs> we can beep it. What is the net worth? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you off the okay. thing. It's, <clears throat> under it's, a million?
1: Off mic. Off mic. You won't even say if it's under a million. We're
4: not even leave this shit in. So just Why not? It. You think so? Why? What's wrong? Max is not happy with how this segment went. No, I think it was great. It got way too serious. No, I like
2: it. I think we should open the show with like, my message for you is don't believe everything you hear. Yeah. I got my (laughs) headphones. Yeah. (laughs) Well, as everyone could see, when I did get very real and
1: all jokes aside, it's not as entertaining to listen to. And that's why I don't do try to do that. Often. That's fair. This was
4: not entertaining no, to listen no. to. I and again, I'll this is another that. dessert where you guys
1: produced it. And like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is what happened. To
4: be fair, you did lead with the weight loss
0: stuff. So what, what would you say to our listeners? Because like you said, people that you know in this industry listen to this
4: podcast. What would you say to them? I'm trying to, as I've always said, better the group. And we've made jokes earlier about like, I want us to get a million dollars. But like. My goal is to, whether, like, the pod, I've gone, like, you know, like, I work for free for everybody because I think it's going to be better for all of us in the long run. So then when I when I, when I get fucking hammered for that, and then I see you, like, on morning shows and doing diss tracks and, you know, late night cable shows, like, where you put yourself in the forefront, I'm like, well, that's fucking rich. Because I'm in the background getting, like, nothing but the betterment of our friends because I think overall it'll be good for the group. I see you in a little bit of a different light where it's like, you know, It's like Shane in the forefront and I support all your projects and I think that, you know, what you have on the go is great. One of the reasons I like this, the pod from the get-go is like the the being sort of upfront about the the issues with your ego that can come from like being honest with yourself. And that is part of the issue when I listen to this stuff and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't reflect maybe how I see myself be fucking tough to take when you don't have the ability to like hit the ball back at you in like a similar playful way you know what i mean so there is a bit of ego that goes into it but you know we all work our balls off and to be presented as being like this thirsty dude who just like skates through on his friend's reps drives me fucking bananas because really i'm in the background hustling for everybody
1: uh you know
4: hoping that it'll all work out for us in the end
1: right yeah
2: yeah all right we gotta go
4: that's
0: it. That's all. That's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us at Mike on Much on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to Jenna Gregory, Terrapin Cat for doing all of the artwork for us. The Mike Much podcast is produced by Max Kerman. I am your host, Mike Vierman. See you next week. if We don't die on the weekend.